0: Whether you have a diagnosis or not, I don't care. Jump inside this podcast and I'm going to teach you how to read your own blood work so you can find the answers to your health concerns. Yes, those normal labs that your doctor keeps saying, oh, they look great. We'll see you again in six months. They really have answers in them if you know how to read it correctly. So come join me along this journey, leave a review and share with your friends. Let's dive in. What health coaching certification program do I recommend? I get this question asked all the time. Well, I've finally vetted them out, and the one program that outshines all others is Functional Diagnostic Nutrition, or FDN. There are three reasons why. One, it's very clinically based and teaches labs. I myself turned down a master's degree in functional medicine because it didn't teach labs. Two, you have lifetime access and it always gets updated. This is important because things change and you need to be in the know. Three, when you complete the training on your timeline, they have an incredible post-grad community, so they don't just kick you out on the streets and say, good luck. If you've been thinking about receiving your health coaching certification or are a practitioner looking to branch out and scale a virtual practice, now is the time. Make 2023 your year. Do this for you your family, and those you're about to help. Go to fdntraining.com slash kylie. Check the show notes for a $250 off code available for a limited time. I am happy to announce that I have partnered with Functional Diagnostic Nutrition because I love their program so much. They are now the podcast sponsor. All right, let's get into the podcast episode. Here we go. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, your host, Dr. Kylie. We are in our season six. It's been quite the ride. And if you're a practitioner, if you're an entrepreneur listening to this, just start. Start before you're ready because I would have never imagined where this podcast would lead me. And by the way, when I started a podcast, I had never listened to a podcast before. So just start before you're ready. All right, Laura, she was forced to start before she was ready with a little little two year old when they received a very chronic diagnosis that would change forever the way they lived. So Laura, welcome on.
1: Hello. Thank you, Dr. Kylie, for having me here. I'm so appreciative of this time here.
0: Yeah, so walk us through a little bit of history on you and your family and your two year old and your oldest and just give me all the details, all the good stuff. Because I know okay. moms who are listening to this might have kids who got that crazy diagnosis mm-hmm. when they're young and it just it just flips everything over.
1: It does. It seriously is. So everything about my daughter was normal. She was talking as on time. But the only thing that kept on like in the back of your mind as a mom. um, She's small. Okay. well, I'm small, you know. Um, But then you add in as she's gotten about 18 months um, randomly vomiting. We're like, oh, maybe she's car sick. Maybe it's this. Um, Maybe It was something, just an agree, or was it a virus? Was it something else? And as a mom, you start to worry. You start to go, wait a second, and you go through your check boxes. Um, And nothing add up, and then we took her for a well visit. Nothing, they're like, your allergy panel came back, your x-rays came back, nothing seems to fit except, you know, she looked almost like a third world child with that big bloated belly, skin and bones, but besides that, you would never have known. Um, and it was, it was a one-time thing with a nurse practitioner that was doing her um, clinicals and added a celiac panel at the last minute, and that is what caused us to walk this journey because a lot of times there's so many symptoms with celiac, of which is an autoimmune disease. Your body's attacking itself and the trigger for celiac is gluten and there's because there's so many symptoms when it involves the gut it gets misdiagnosed it's it usually doesn't happen when they're so little but that nurse practitioner something told her to order it and that started it right away we got a call saying hey go see a GI specialist um, and then that took us to having our little one our baby get put under for a biopsy because that's the only way um, like the golden standard is to get a, uh, an endoscopy biopsy and um, blood work that says it's positive. Um, and, you know, it was a blessing, but it was also so overwhelming because one, we have answers, right? We know what we need to do. But the other aspect is, whoa, we have something to do, right? Um, a lot of times, when parents get this diagnosis, they get bombarded with so much information and so much going on and not knowing how it goes through. And the doctor just goes, go see a dietitian, or just go gluten-free. We'll see you in three months, but never understanding the mental hurdles, the social anxiety that happens, you know, um, because the only treatment for celiac is a gluten-free diet now most people are, are aware of allergies right we know yeah. peanuts
0: and, and it's not just like gluten sensitivity. no it's it's strict it
1: is a crop gluten-free
0: no cross contamination yes.
1: yes so if you think about for according to the um gluten-free society it's 10 parts per million is or you need less than 10 parts per million for it not to have an impact on the person's body. So that's less than a teaspoon of a slice of birthday cake. That's, if you think, and that is causing havoc on the body. And some people even have more issues on top of that. So it's that crumb from the toaster. It's that um, when my daughter was two, when we finally got that diagnosis, but I had a four-year-old Think about them sitting at the table and the messiness that happens. And he, he wants to go play with his sister, but now I'm chasing him with a washcloth to make sure his hands are clean because I didn't want my two-year-old, which everything goes in their mouth, right? That's how they learn. They're sensitive. And now I'm the helicopter parent, right? Because now I have to protect her because nobody else understands. Nobody else understands that their wafer cracker that they just gave their toddler walking around at the play date has gluten, which my daughter can go pick up and put in her mouth. And that what that causes her to vomit for six hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's overwhelming, but at the same time it's refreshing to know that we have answers.
0: Yeah. Okay, so she's two years old when she got the diagnosis. Mm-hmm. She's seven, almost eight, you said
1: now? and she's thriving.
0: Okay, how have you been navigating that journey?
1: Um, The biggest thing I learned, at first I tried to do all that the book said. I tried to be very diligent in different things, but I realized that with her, I needed to incorporate her in this because it's not my diagnosis. It's my daughter's diagnosis. She has to live with this the rest of her life, right? And as her mom, though, I'm her resource. She looks to me of what is safe. However, I had to bring her into, do you want A or do you want B? Because if I try to plan it of, hey, let's go for that kale smoothie, she'd be like, I don't think so, right? But if I offer her a blueberry smoothie with something else, then she's like, okay, I I have that choice, right? Because they're still kids. But I also taught her not to take things from other people without asking, like, hey, is this gluten-free? I taught her how to advocate for herself. Um, I informed my village, like the people that are in her life of what it meant, as well as when I felt comfortable enough or my husband felt comfortable enough, um, for somebody else to make her something like if she went to grandma and grandpa's, like first we set her with a lunchbox of food. Then once we've had that conversation or had the, um, the dialogue, what it is and and actually seen them and they have seen how we prepared food for her, then we can trust that, okay, she can go to grandma and grandpa's and grandma and grandpa can make them food. Right. And then even now, my daughter will actually call us out be like, hey, was that the same stuff that was on at Thanksgiving? Because so-and-so put their fork in it. So I can't have that. And sometimes you're like, ah, she knows more than I let her know. You know, um, she advocates for herself and she's seven, you know, and that makes a huge difference compared to me doing everything for her and not letting her know how she can police herself or how she can embrace this diagnosis but not let it hold her back because the celiac doesn't define her but it just is who she is
0: okay so you have the stress of living the new lifestyle what were some things that you did to help you through this process
1: at first it hit me hard um with being with my medical background and i would research everything and wanting everything perfect right I want to make sure there's no gluten. There's no um, There's no chance of her getting sick. There's nothing going on. And it burnt me out. It seriously was overwhelming. Um, I was fearful. And uh, so a lot of times... It's like a
0: full-time job having yeah, to do this.
1: Yeah, it, it's... I remember that first time that my siblings wanted to meet at a water park. And I was like, no. I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm not going to let it hold her back. Okay, what do I need to do? So I made sure I had a plan. Okay, where can we eat? What do I have to bring? Um, and so by knowing that I had some place to go or knowing the ser- simple strategies I made in line, we were able to enjoy ourselves. So sometimes me planning ahead helped reduce my overwhelmingness. So when things get thrown at me, I'm a little... Take a step back, breathe, okay, what are we gonna do? If I don't know something, she's not gonna have it. Um, And for me, I allowed myself to grieve. I allowed myself to still have an outlet. Um, I also made sure that I worked on my foundations, because if I don't have a healthy identity of who I am and what is okay for me, how can my daughter do that if I can't be a role model? So those were huge for me. Is looking at um, those foundations, looking at how my mental, my mental, my mentality of okay, am I going to let this hold her back? If I don't let her it hold her back, then she shouldn't let it hold her back. And then so there's the practicality side of steps that I took from having a lunchbox full of gluten-free snacks or being prepared. Um, Just the basic foundation of what celiac is and knowing how to advocate for that is what I learned. And then from there, I broadened it. And then also that dealing with that mental health, that emotional side. When my daughter's upset that she can't have anything, we refocus, we look at something else. So knowing that I don't have to be in control of everything, but to have the peace out of mine to know that she also is flourishing and looking at me for an example of that. And that I can be that role model for her.
0: I know you don't have to be as strict with everybody in the family, but is the rest of the family gluten-free?
1: We actually had that conversation on the way to the biopsy. Um, so here we are. It's, let's see, she's 26 months old. So she just turned two. We finally got that, that biopsy. And my husband and I are looking at each other. We're like, all right, if it comes back positive, all of us will go gluten-free. And then as we're waiting for her to wake up and then we start driving home, my husband looks at me and goes, "Mm, I don't think I can do that. I don't think it's fair for us to all have to go gluten-free. And I looked at him, I'm like, you know what? I feel better gluten-free. So I will stay gluten-free while then I also have clean hands to help her cut her food, those kind of things. Um, So we have a split kitchen. We have my boys, my husband and my son, um, eat gluten. uh, And then myself and my daughter do not. So most of our dinner meals are gluten-free and they don't notice the difference. My son will eat some of the snacks or some of the things that my daughter will eat. Um, But overall, uh, sometimes there's two different mac and cheeses or sometimes there's um, my daughter, obviously with her being seven, she's a little pickier. So sometimes she doesn't like the normal stuff and I'll make a whole gluten-free meal. And she's like, I'm not eating that. So I have to deal with, you know, those normal childhood things. Right. Um, But there's not one way, one right way or wrong way. Every family's a little bit different. So.
0: Yeah. All right. If you could say anything to a mom sitting in your shoes where a child just got us diagnosis that's going to transform everything i was telling you off air one of our neighbors he got diagnosed at 18 months old with type 1 diabetes Mm -hmm. so what what would be three recommendations you would tell the moms or the parents in the shoes
1: first thing it's not your fault it's okay it's okay to take a deep breath and don't forget to care for yourself you can't be the parent, the mom, the caregiver you want if you don't take care of yourself. The second thing is include your child and your village in the process. You have to lean on somebody and you can do it together as you got all grow together in this diagnosis. And last thing, it will never be perfect. Accidents happen, but helping them become less frequent and knowing what to do if it does happen is the best thing to go you can't control everything.
0: So if she does slip on something, some gluten gets through, through, what do you do?
1: So there's so many mixed things out there, but I go back to with my foundations of being a certified natural health professional. I look at, okay, how do we decrease inflammation? Because gluten is that. Um, So I will make sure she's staying hydrated and give her Sometimes when it's, she first says her belly hurts, I sometimes might give her some charcoal to help with some of that um, going through, but lots of snuggles, some rest. This last time um, where we didn't know if it was celiac or not, we just made sure she stayed hydrated. She was eating appropriately. We offered her um, some ginger, some peppermint tea, and digestive enzymes to see to make sure she's metabolizing okay
0: yeah i like that going back to your roots and knowing okay what does the gut need okay so six tips you can do one realize it's not your fault two, include your child and your village three it's never going to be perfect so take that expectation off your shoulders four hydrate which every kid could use, unless it's my two-year-old. She drinks a gallon of water a day. I'm not even kidding. Five, charcoal help is acts as a binder. So one of your toxic binders will work. And then six, the digestive enzymes to help your body break that break that down. So one, take the, the emotional, the stress burden off to feed the body with what it needs. Okay, Lara. Walk us through um, one of your patient success stories.
1: Hmm. So there's this young lady that just came up to me and goes, Hey, I heard you do celiac. I'm like, okay. And she didn't realize all that gluten is, right? Because it's everywhere. And I was like, all right, meet with me, we'll talk about it. And so I met her at a park that worked out best for us. And I was like, I know you're mom. She goes, yeah, I'm like, it's okay. Just take a breath. And with Gwen, it was more or less, she's a young adult and she lives with her parents and her parents are already doing another diet and stuff that's going on. And she's like, I just, I don't know what to do. I said, it's okay. So we walked through different things of what gluten is, just the basics, right? And I left her with some handouts of just things that we talked about. So she had stuff to reference and we went through, I was like, I'll give you a couple weeks, go through it, find out your, what your GI doctor says, different things. Um, and when I checked back with her again, I did my follow-up with her. She's like, I didn't realize that it's not normal to, ha- not have belly- like, to have belly pain. Like She didn't realize how sick she was because it was her normal. But once she actually realized and took away that gluten, she was like, wow, I'm not exhausted after I eat. I don't have that pain. And she even knew how to make her meals or how to take her parents' favorite meals and make them gluten-free so she wasn't isolated. She's thriving, she's having independence and and learning what she can and what can't she do just by going through the basics and going and understanding, working through that mental hurdle as well as practical steps of dealing with celiac.
0: That's cool. As As a youth or young adult, she was able to figure that out. And I had a cousin, he was something similar. He never realized that it wasn't normal to not have a stomach ache after you ate. It was just normal to him. And they've gone down lots of rabbit holes, but his is actually an anatomical problem where there's a kink in his small intestine and large intestine. And it's it's been kind of a journey for like the last eight years for him. But yeah, just because we think something's normal doesn't mean that it is. And that can go with. Just about everything hormones, all the things. Okay, Laura, where can we learn more about you?
1: So, you can learn more about me um, at uh, Linktree. So, that's l i n k t r dot e slash empowering health and legacy. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook under empowering health and legacy as well.
0: So, your memo was empowering health and legacy. Mm
1: hmm. Because you can't have a legacy without empowering your health.
0: Go check it out, guys. Linktree.com slash empowering health a legacy. The health coaching certification program that I recommend is Functional Diagnostic Nutrition or FDN. You can get started anytime. So grab the $250 off code from the show notes and go to fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kylie and get started. Don't wait any longer. Make 2023 your year. Do this for you, your family, and for those you're about to help, fdntraining.com slash Dr. Kiley. Ready to have all of your blood work compiled in one location where you can easily read it all together? Well, go grab my book, Why Are My Labs Normal?, on Amazon. Grab it, learn how to read your own labs, and take the power back in your hands because your normal blood work is loaded with answers. You just got to have the right person reading it and the right person can be you. Go grab it on Amazon Why Are My Labs Normal by Dr. Kylie Burton. Leave a review and we'll see you on the next episode.